here to uh, <clears throat> call out, and we want to do that. We want to preach the Word, so if you're at home, you can open up to John 10, or those of you here can open up to John chapter 10. And uh, I just talked to Anson, he said that it looks like there's about 60 different homes that are online today, and so we're glad you're with us today, thank you for being here. I have two words for you, and even if you're by yourself at your house, you, these are important words for us to say all by ourselves. you're with us, so grace and peace. Grace and peace. Amen, amen, grace and peace. Well, I don't know about all preachers, I, I think a lot of preachers have uh nightmares sometimes that i've had a nightmare before that i was walking up to come here to stand at this place and i had forgot to prepare a sermon and i was going through my bible trying to find something to uh to say that day and uh i think also that might you know there's the old thing people have the nightmare that you go to school with just in your underwear or something like that and I think preachers sometimes have this, uh, they have this nightmare that maybe they're going to show up on Sunday and nobody will be there. And I'm thankful today there's a few people here, but I'm thinking about people that are normally here, normally the Jacksons and uh, the uh, Jim and Rochelle Brad, Bradburn are sitting right over here, the Baileys, the Hughesbys are sitting on this side, normally back here is... Uh, uh, Naray and, and, and Joanna and all their family, uh, even from Albuquerque, the, the Aikis are often here. Over here in the middle, usually we have Tony and we have uh, Larry and Larry and Vicky. We have, uh, you know, it's when you're in front of people or in front of a camera, you forget names that you know for your whole life. But uh, Barney and Sonia are oftentimes right here. Kim and Alan are right here. Uh, over, and, and then also, of course, Linda is often sitting right here, Linda Parks. And over on this side, uh, usually there are some people that are usually here that are sitting in their exact same seats. They always sit in out of habit. Uh, oftentimes over uh, in this middle section, Dennis and Jackie are right here. Uh, also, uh, help me, who else sits right in this middle section? I know some more people that sit here. I'm just, yeah, James Bond usually sits here, 007, and his new wife, Linda Dunlap, uh, usually the Skeens are right here. What did you say? Yeah, that's right. The Scots are usually right back here at the back. The Skeens are usually right at the back. Uh, over on this side are a lot of usually some of the young families with kids. The Whitleys are oftentimes over here. The Sparks. Uh, Russ and Aaron are often sitting here. Dan and Geneva. Jim Lindenberger in the back. The Kings sit over here. On and on. I could just keep on going. And so I've been imagining and praying. And, and if you're here online with us, I think I'm just so glad you're with us. And I want to encourage you to share with other people that, that even if they didn't go online and they didn't watch, that this Facebook Live will continue to be there uh, for the foreseeable future. It doesn't go away after this particular moment. So if you know of some people who don't have a computer or don't have Facebook, you might even, if, if uh, you feel healthy and you feel good about getting together with one other family, less than 10 people, uh, you might get take your laptop over to uh, some people's house that don't even have a computer. I could give you a list of half a dozen in our church that don't own a computer at all. And that's, there's nothing wrong with that, but that might be an opportunity. And it, it is a great opportunity to reach out to our neighbors, to the people around us, to uh, 
visit and love and take care of those people. So I'm glad you're with us today. Thank you guys for being here today. I heard a couple of uh, funny things this week. One of them, I got sent uh, a text from another pastor in town, and he said, you should tell everybody from your congregation, if they are hoarding toilet paper, they still need to tithe their toilet paper. So if you bought 30 rolls, you need to bring three rolls by the church this week. It's just a joke. But uh, honestly, we know we have a very generous generous family, and I did have someone who asked me in the last couple of weeks, what's going to happen if nobody's here, then nobody will give, and we know the elders are not afraid of that, we know that's not true, we know people are going to be generous and give, and so you can do that online, you can mail, if you have checks, you can mail them in, Uh, we have giving boxes in the building, you can stop by during the week and drop in, but we're not concerned about that, we know that God's going to take care of our Gateway family financially. I also got one text that was great this week. Actually, not this week. I got it this morning just about 15 minutes ago or 30 minutes ago from Toby Carroll. She sent me a little short video, and I wish I could show it to you, but I'll just tell you it was a video of a man who was uh, sitting being interviewed, and the the interviewer said to him, now you're going to have two choices during this virus time. Uh, A, you can be quarantined with your wife and your children. Or B, and he interrupted and said, B, I'll take B. That's what I want. I want B. So um, I just thought that was kind of funny myself. Um, Also, I'll just tell you that we continue to have a bulletin. Uh, This is is something that is online, even though it's not here in uh, paper form. Uh, for everybody to have. We do have a bulletin, and that you can access that on our website. And I thank Twyla for her persistent, great work here at Gateway taking care of us. I heard one other thing just before we get into our lesson this week. I don't remember where I heard it on the radio, or maybe it was on news. And it just said, um, a person said this quote, Bad things happen to good people but good people happen to bad things. And that's certainly true among the family of God. Paul said it this way in Ephesians 10, uh, chapter 2, verse 10. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things He planned for us long ago. You are one of the good people that God has made brand new in Christ. And He created you long ago for this moment, right now in your life. This is not surprise God. And He has things planned for you to do. So we encourage you to use your gifts and talents and your relationships with people. Well, we're starting a brand new series today. I considered the possibility of of just doing a new series, uh, changing what had been put on my heart back in October, and doing a Corona series or a, a COVID-19 series. But I, I went back and read what God had put on my heart, and it's John chapter 10. I thought, God knew exactly where we were going to be. He knew exactly where we were going to be. This new series that we're going to be studying in John chapter 10 is called Voices. Voices. Many people, perhaps most people uh, in America, have seen the movie Forrest Gump. 
And if you have, you remember Forrest Gump when he was a little boy, he got on the bus and no one would move over, no one would give him a place to sit. He's standing on the bus feeling very dejected, sad. And as he narrates that story, Tom Hanks, as Forrest Gump says, you know it's funny what a young man recollects because I don't remember being born. I don't remember my first birthday. I don't remember my first Christmas. And I don't know what was on the, what was on the list of... That wasn't what he said. I messed up. I don't remember what I had on my first picnic. But I do remember the first time I heard the sweetest voice in the wide world. That was a terrible impersonation. (laughs) But that's when Jenny, the little girl in the seat, says what? (laughs) You can sit here, she said. That scene touches our hearts. If you've seen it before, it touches our hearts that Jenny said, you can sit here. Because all of us wonder deep down, deep down in our hearts, is there a spot for us to sit? Is there a place where we're going to be accepted? There's also a universal truth that hearing a familiar voice at the right moment can make a big difference in our life. Many of you have had this experience in your life when you were very down, you were panicked, you were upset, and the phone rang and you said hello, and it was a familiar voice, and it was the perfect time. You didn't have to ask who it was. You knew exactly who was calling. Some voices are recognizable instantaneously to most of us. I I have a little test, and I probably am going to do this each week, but I'll start out with maybe some easy ones this week. Uh, I wonder if you might know this voice right here, and I put the words up here so you can you can see what he said, and maybe you can then hear hear the voice. Wrong everything. Well, you call this a happy family. Why do we have to have all these kids? Let me try it again. Let me see if I didn't turn up the sound down here. Sounds all the way up. So we'll try it one more time. Wrong everything. Well, you call this a happy family. Why do we have to have all these kids? It's really hard to hear. I don't know what's wrong with our sound, but that's okay. You're doing the best you can back there, Jay. But whose voice is that? Jimmy Stewart's voice, exactly. Maybe you guys would recognize this one as well. There he is. There's Jimmy Stewart, and that's in It's a Wonderful Life. If you haven't seen that movie yet in your lifetime, there's still time to repent. And, and uh, so, here's another one. See if you recognize this voice right here. It's like the sun. One day, Simba, the sun will set on my time here and will rise with you as the new king. I'm sure you guys can't hear it online because it's just real quiet here, but who, whose voice is that? That's it. That's James Earl Jones right there. He's a very recognizable voice. We all, when we hear that voice, no matter what show it's on, most of us can recognize his voice. Last one. See if you guys remember this, this one. Maybe this is going back a little further for maybe some of the older people. We'll see if this works right here. So let's see what we got here. No, I ain't been to California. Don't intend to go either. Whose voice is that? 
John Wayne. There he is right there, back in the 50s, looking pretty, pretty tough and American right there. So, regardless of how you scored on this little quiz, our text today that we're going to get to in John 10 has some good news. It has some good news about a voice that every single Christian recognizes and it will bring assurance and it can fill us with confidence when we hear this voice. So we're going to do as we do every week. We're not going to change anything. We're going to pray uh, as we do every week for another congregation in town. We're going to pray for the Nazarene church today. And I know that uh, Pastor Rick is doing the exact same thing we're doing here. He's having an online service and we'll pray for those that are tuned in. And then we pray for a different missionary each and every week. And we're in a little bit of a time here where we're praying for different people at Gateway. And this week I'm going to pray for the elders of our, our church here at Gateway. And then we're just going to pray uh, a thankfulness for the gospel and our dependence completely on that. So let's pray and after that we'll read John chapter 10. Father, I thank you again today for this time that you knew was coming for your perfect, sovereign will over uh, our lives. And I just give you praise for that, God. Lord, I, I, I want to pray for our, uh, our church, uh, the other church here in town at the Nazarene Church, our brothers and sisters that meet there. And I pray, God, in the name of Jesus, that you would bless their time that they're having together online. I pray that as Rick is probably preaching right now at the same time that I am, that the gospel message is going out. I pray that people will hear during this time of fear and, and anxiety that they will hear the good news that Jesus Christ came and lived on this earth a perfect life because of that He could die for our sins. That You miraculously raised Him from the dead. That He defeated death after taking our sins and burying them there, and that He resurrected and He ascended back to you, and He will come again. I pray that this will fill people's hearts with hope during this time. And Lord, I just want to thank you today for the elders at, at our congregation. I'm grateful to serve alongside uh, these men and their wives. I thank you, God, for Kim and Patricia. Grateful for all the ways that they serve. I pray you'd bless their life and protect them. Thankful, God, for Brian and Deborah. Pray, Lord, that, uh, that you would just bless every single effort that they make to be shepherd of people's lives. Thank you, God, for Paul and Twyla, for all the ways that they serve behind the scenes that nobody knows about. Thank you for the way that they hear your voice clearly. I'm thankful for Dennis and Jackie for their wisdom, for their voice of, of reason and, and wisdom that they bring to the table for their love, their obvious love for you and people. And God, I'm also grateful for Wyatt and for Jerry. Thank you for two people that have such servants' hearts that set an example for all of us of stepping down to the lowest place. And we're grateful you set up your kingdom, your church family this way, that you gave us elders, you gave us their wives, their mates, in that strain too also, God, I pray for myself and Amy. And again, I thank you for Wyatt and Jerry's example of stepping down because that's what we do in leadership is in, in the kingdom of God, we step down to the bottom. We don't rule over the top. We don't step on other people. We don't rule it over them or boss people around. We step down to the lowest place 
and do our best to serve and love. In the name of Jesus. God, again, we just want to say, even as I prayed a few minutes ago, the gospel that our dependence is fully upon Christ's work, His finished work at the cross. We give You praise. Thank You, Jesus. Help us to believe it more and more every day, Holy Spirit. We pray all this through the name of Jesus, our Savior, and everyone said, Amen. John chapter 10, if you've got your uh, Bible or Bible in the pew or you have your phone, uh, feel free to open up to that. These are the verses we're going to read today. It's a lengthy reading. And if you don't have your Bible, I just encourage you to listen closely to John chapter 10. These are the words of Jesus starting out in verse 1. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the gatekeeper opens. Listen close here. The sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. Verse 4, when he has brought out all his own, he goes before them and the sheep follow him. For they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. This figure of speech Jesus used with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So Jesus again said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. But I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Verse 11, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep so when he sees the wolf coming he abandons the sheep and runs away and then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it the man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep again jesus says in verse 14 i am the good shepherd i know my sheep and my sheep know me just as the father knows me and i know the father and I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice. And there should be one flock and one shepherd. The reason my Father loves me is that I lay down my life only to take it up again. No one takes it from me. But I lay, lay it down of my own account. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. This command I received from my Father. And now we're going to skip down to verse 27. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish. And no one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all and no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. I and the Father are one. Now, 
I'm just going to say briefly, the context of this entire chapter is a disagreement between Jesus and his opponents. I'm not going to get into that part of the study over the next four weeks, but I want to encourage you, all of you, to read John chapter 10 over the next four weeks. Read it several times over and over. Because this is one of the places that Jesus most clearly makes the claim that He is God. There's a popular belief among non-believers that says Jesus never said that. That's what the the church, the followers made up in years or decades or centuries later. But John chapter 10 boldly refutes those kind of ideas. So read it for yourself and let the Spirit strengthen your faith about who Jesus is. He is God. We are going to focus during the next four weeks on what Jesus says about His relationship with every person who follows Him. He is the shepherd and we are the sheep. Sheep are not completely stupid. Amen, Chessers? That's right. I've heard uh, sermons by preachers who said, you know, sheep are stupid, they can't do anything, they're dumb, and that's just not true. And Kim and Patricia have helped me learn some of that. Sheep are, sheep are smart animals. Yeah. But, but, I confirmed this with Kim this week, sheep cannot make it on their own. If you don't believe that, just purchase a sheep and set it free here in the mountains and see how long it lasts. There will be a predator eventually that will devour that sheep. And because we are sheep, we need to remember you and I, followers of Jesus, we cannot make it on our own. We somehow know this intuitively. All of us know I need a shepherd, like Forrest looking for someone to sit beside. I need a place. I need to sit down. I need to be with somebody. I need someone to help me that will take care of me, that will protect me, that will provide for me, that will watch over my life. And that's because we are sheep. Now that's one of the things that the Bible calls us. The Bible says, if you're a follower of Jesus, you are a sheep. And when the Bible calls us something, that's not in order to try to get us to be that. The Bible doesn't say, you're a sheep, so try to be a sheep. Or you're the light of the world, so try to be the light of the world. When the Bible calls us something, it's because that's what's true about followers of Jesus. We are sheep and we need a shepherd. Many people think they've found, maybe they don't use the language shepherd, but many people think they've found the one who will take care of them. A lot of people in America where we have very romanticized idea about marriage or about being in love with somebody, people think when they found the perfect spouse, finally there's someone who will be everything to me. Here's someone who can protect me, who can provide for me, who can watch over me. Well, surprise! They can't. At least not in everything. And not all the time. Others think, well, my parents are that. 
And certainly when our children are little, we try to be that. But all of us know we had parents that were imperfect. And all those things that we think parents should have done for us, surprise, parents are imperfect. They don't do all of those things all of the time. Other people, especially in our culture today, think if I just find the right friend group, if I get good friends that I can be around all the time and I can depend on them, surprise, friends move away. Friends change. Friends stab us in the back sometimes. Other people don't so much depend maybe on people But they think, I finally found the right job. I found the career. And now I'm going to be set. I'm going to be safe. I'm going to be taken care of. Or other people think, it's going to be the savings account that I'm building up. And now it's big enough and I'm going to be fine. Others think it might be science or a medicine. When we get this perfect med, oh, now I'm going to be protected. I'm going to be good. Surprise. None of those things can do all of that all of the time. Others think the government or a social program or the perfect elected official will take care of all that. Surprise! None of those things can do that all of the time. And some of you, of course, say, you know, I learned that a long time ago, John. You're very emotionally mature as a person. And you've learned that many years ago. You've come to the point that you say, I realize no one, no one else can take care of me or be everything I need. So I am independent. Guess what? You have the wrong shepherd too. That's yourself. Surprise, you can't do that all the time in all ways. And why is that? It's because you're sheep. You're sheep. But I have great news that we read today already. There is a good shepherd. And he can do all of that that we just listed all of the time for sheep. I want to invite you guys to read out loud with me what Shelby read today from Psalm 23 as we think about this good shepherd. As we think about ourselves being sheep And if you're at home, please feel free to read these out loud. It's going to be on the screen. I hope we can see it well. You may not be able to. I didn't put it in with a dark background. But if you guys can see it, read it out loud with me. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for His name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Oh, that's a bummer that I did that. So let me finish. This is just like every other Sunday. Sorry. Here we go. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen?
I want to give you a challenge. We did this last month or maybe two months ago. But maybe, perhaps, Amy and I were talking about this morning how this has slowed our schedule down, slowed down the amount of uh, going and being and, and appointments. And perhaps we have a little bit more time right now. And I, I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you to memorize Psalm 23 over the next four weeks. Six verses. Probably the most famous verse in the chapter, anyways, in the whole Bible. The Lord is my shepherd, and he can take care of me in all ways at all times. And Jesus says in John 10, he says this His sheep hear his voice, his sheep know his voice. So you, as a follower of Jesus, you can hear his voice today. Listen to these words. Listen to the words of your shepherd, of your good shepherd, from Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 through 30. Jesus saying to his sheep, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Cody and Azri, I don't know if you guys are with us. Are you guys tired? I could ask that to a lot of people, but I thought I would ask you because you have so many kids. I know you're tired. Do you hear his voice today? Come to me. You'll find rest. Pat and Nancy and Chad and Joanna and Naray and your entire family. And there's many other families I could have asked, but you guys have had a lot of burdens recently. Are you burdened? You have burdens right now? Hear the voice of the Good Shepherd today. Take my yoke. Keep walking with me because I am gentle and careful with you and your souls will make it through this time. Listen to the voice of the Good Shepherd in Matthew chapter 8. Listen to his voice here. Verse 23. Then he got into the boat and his followers went with him, and a great storm arose on the lake, so that the waves covered the boat, but Jesus was sleeping. When Matthew wrote this, when Matthew wrote this particular verse of the Bible, he had several Greek words, at least from my understanding, of, of other people really that I've read and listened to, that he could have chosen to describe the storm. But the word he chose in Greek is called seismos. It's what we use for seismic when we measure earthquakes. It was that kind of storm. The boat was shaking. The world was bouncing up and down. It felt like an earthquake. Their hearts were probably shaking. Seismos. It's only used two other times in the entire Bible. And that's when Jesus died and there was an earthquake. There was a seismos. And when Jesus resurrected and there was a, the stone was rolled away and there was a seismos these are only two other places where that word is used 
So, verse 25, his followers went to him and woke him up saying, Lord, save us. Save us, Lord. We will drown. We just got through singing a song that Josh led us in and the worship team, thank you guys by the way today for being here, called Hosanna. And the word Hosanna is is a Hebrew word that means save us. Save us. Save us in the highest. God Almighty, save us. It's a cry when we sing the words Hosanna. Save us, Lord. We're going to die. Does that sound familiar? Does it sound like the times we're living in when we look at a map of the U.S. and we see a spread of a virus and the waves of this corona are coming over a country? Save us, Lord. Save us. You can hear His voice today and recognize your shepherd. Listen to what Jesus says to those of us who are in the boat we're in today. Listen to Jesus' words. This is your good shepherd, and He's talking to you, His sheep. Verse 26, Jesus answered, Why are you afraid? You don't have enough faith. And Jesus got up and gave a command to the wind and the waves, and it became completely calm. The men were amazed and said, What kind of man is this, even the winds and the waves obey Him. You hear Jesus' voice? I can calm storms. I can stop waves. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid today. That's the voice of the Good Shepherd. And I just want to ask you this, as we think about this, because it's Sunday morning, and so it's time to go together in the congregation together and think about the Lord and we all go, yeah, that's, we, we believe in the voice of the shepherd, the good shepherd, and we hear his voice. Yes, it's all good. But have you ever considered that there are other voices? Have you ever considered that there are other shepherds that are trying to lead your life? Verse 10 calls those voices the thief. He comes to do what? To steal and to kill and to destroy. And it seems crazy to me that those of us who are sheep and we have a good shepherd, that we would listen to anyone but our good shepherd. And yet it is tempting, isn't it? It's tempting to listen to other shepherds who want to lead our lives, other voices Besides the voice of Jesus who say, you got to come over here. You better go this way. You better think about that and walk over here instead. I'm just going to talk about one example today. There could be many, and over the next three weeks, we're going to talk about some other voices. But today, appropriately, I want to talk about the voice of fear. First of all, fear of the future. This is always, I think, this is not only during this particular time in our lives. Fear of the future. What's going to happen? What's coming next? Most recently, what's going to happen to my stocks or my mutual funds or to the economy? What's the future hold? If things continue like this, 
if things keep going down at this trajectory, we won't be able to pay our bills. We won't be able to buy food. We won't, we won't have enough money. I think this idea of looking at trajectories and predicting the future, I understand there can be some wisdom in it, but there's also, it's also dangerous and it can be silly. I, I heard about, I heard about a, a wife who told her husband, she said, Honey, I did a little chart, and at Christmas time, from Thanksgiving to Christmas in one month, you gained 10 pounds. And I put this trajectory on, and in the next two years, you're going to weigh 425 pounds. So that's just a ridiculous thing to say. We have times in our life that things go a certain way, but it doesn't mean that all times are going to be that way. Maybe, I don't know if you can see this picture, but maybe... Maybe you think about the future and you see the pictures in Italy or in China or other places where there are people laying in hospital beds and suddenly you think, that's my future. I'm going to be laying in one of those beds. What is that voice of fear about the future? What does it do to you? It steals your peace right now, today. It steals your joy for the exact moment that we are together, that you're at your home and you're safe and you're healthy. It steals the joy of this moment that God has given us as a gift. Don't listen to the voice of fear. Fear of the future. Or what about the fear of running out? Maybe you guys have experienced going to the store and seeing empty shelves and you think, we're going to run out. There's not going to be anything left. I, I was Paul, Paul Wetzel and I were talking about this the other day. I, I, Eleven turkey came through my yard the other day. There's been elk walking through, and I'm not, <laughs> I'm not suggesting that you break the law and kill things out of season or in places you shouldn't, but I'm just saying this. God is going to provide for us, folks. God's going to provide for us. He has provided for us. He will continue to provide for us. Maybe you've seen the long lines of people waiting in long, long lines for uh, probably toilet paper, more than likely. That's probably what they were waiting for. I saw one picture the other day on social media that had a roll of toilet paper and it was rolled down like this and there was one strip that said Monday and then the next one said Tuesday and the one above that said Wednesday. What is that voice? What does that voice do when we listen to this voice that says, I'm going to run out. I'm not going to have enough. It steals your confidence. It steals your hope. Because it's being placed in the wrong thing. God tells us in the book of 1 Timothy that we should, we should not put our hope in money, which, which so easily could go away, but to put our hope in who? In God. Put our hope in God. He is faithful. He is trustworthy. Don't follow the voice of fear. It does want to be your shepherd. It does want to make decisions for your life based on that fear. So don't listen to that voice. I'm not telling us to be unwise. If this was another thing Paul and I were talking about. If somebody throws a barrel of rattlesnakes on the floor in the room you're in, be wise. 
get away, run away, or, or charm them or something, I don't know, or uh, somehow or another. Call Wyatt, he, he's good, he can catch rattlesnakes. I'm not calling for us to be foolish, I'm simply calling for us to choose the right shepherd to listen to every day of our life. Listen to this voice of the Good Shepherd in Matthew chapter 6. Some of my favorite verses in the Bible. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They don't sow or reap or store away in barns. And yet your heavenly Father, your good shepherd, feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? The other day I had gone home for lunch and ate a delicious peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And I turned the news on, trying to keep up, just stay abreast of what's going on and uh, trying to be wise about what we decide to do or not do. And So I was listening and there's lots of voices of fear and lots of panic and lots of things on the TV and some really good wise things on the TV as well. But I was listening to all of this and, and so I got done and I turned it off and I walked outside to get in my truck to come back to my office. And as I walked outside, it was, I'm sure they're there all the time, but it was unusual how many birds were in our yard and they were singing. Did you hear that, Amy? They're, they're singing like crazy in our yard. And I just stopped. And I looked around and I actually pulled my tailgate down. And I sat down on the back of my tailgate and I just listened to the birds. I thought, God's taking care of the birds. I'm more important than birds. And so are you. God, our good shepherd, our good father, he will take care of us. So back to the boat for just a moment. And the apostles. Followers of Jesus have storms. This particular storm is one that we're all paying attention to and people are thinking about and talking about daily. But it doesn't matter whether this coronavirus is here or not. Followers of Jesus have storms. He never promised, follow me and you'll have smooth sailing for the rest of your life. Jesus gave those apostles, He gave them what they needed. He gave them what they needed in two ways. He did end the storm. There was an end to the storm eventually. But He had already given them before that what they needed. And that was He was in the boat with them. It's not the absence of storms that will calm our fears. It's the presence of the Good Shepherd who is with us during storms. And our Good Shepherd is with us right now. He is in the boat with you and me. And He is not worried. He is not worried. 
And we shouldn't be either. Kelly Spray reminded me of this song. I hope the, I hope the sound will work better because this is a really great song. And if it doesn't, we'll just turn it off. But I really want you guys to hear this song and we'll listen to it another week and fix the sound if it doesn't work. But this is a great song. Uh, it's by Casting Crowns and it's called The Voice of Truth. And it talks about everything we've been talking about today. And I, I want you guys to hear this uh, today. Let's see if it works. Okay, well, we'll we'll listen to that another week, and uh, we'll work out our sound sound problems. I hope you guys have been able to mostly hear today what we've been doing. I just want to ask you this as we finish today, and it is: Can you hear His voice? Can you hear it today? Above the other false shepherds that are trying to guide you down other paths, crooked paths, the wrong way, trying to steal your peace, trying to steal your joy, trying to steal your confidence, trying to steal your hope. Can you hear the voice of the good shepherd who, listen to this, he provides everything you need. Can you hear the voice of Jesus today asking you, why are you afraid? Can you hear the voice of the one who laid down his life for you? The one who invites you to come to him and rest when you are weary and when you are burdened. His voice, the voice of the good shepherd. Well, it's the sweetest voice in the wide world. And this morning that voice is saying to you, you can sit here. You can sit right here. Right in the seat with Jesus. Let me invite the worship team to come back. We're going to finish with a song that just lifts up God. Great are you, Lord. Holy Lord. Great are you. Remember that. This good shepherd. This one who gives us everything we need. He is great. And so this week, as you memorize Psalm 23, as you read it over and over, as you read John 10, as you soak in God's Scripture, as you listen to the voice of your Good Shepherd, follow that voice instead of the other false shepherds. So I'm going to invite everybody, even at home, I'm going to invite you to sing out with all your heart. I believe God's Holy Spirit fills us and gives us confidence when we do this. So let's sing this song, and we'll be standing to sing.